Hey guys, welcome back to episode number two of Word for the Week. Joining me is the Walmart Ricky Gervais and the Nairobi Michael Jackson. Hey, bro chose violence this week, bro. What? He's been waiting for that. You know, since last Monday, he's been waiting for that. Nairobi and Michael Jackson. Damn, bro. You know, since last week, he's been waiting for that. He's he's like, nah, I'll take I'll take the the introducing today. Welcome back, guys. This is episode number two award for the week. Accompanying me today, as usual, is Walmart Ricky Gervais and the Nairobi Michael Jackson. Let's go. What's going on, guys? You know, before we get into this, I need to tell you guys this weekend. Go ahead. A friend of mine told me this insane story he uh he got cheated on unfortunately by his girl she went out to the clubs she did some mad things bad things happen at the clubs guys don't go there yeah not good but uh yeah she she moved on some madness this weekend but uh like bottom line is she cheated unfortunately um and he was devastated like beyond devastated he didn't know what to do he called me he was like crying on the phone he didn't know what was going on so anyway like i said to him what are you gonna do like where do you go from Mm. here and he said well i'm just gonna take responsibility for what happened and i stopped for a second because i was kind of confused i was like bro aren't you mad or like upset or anything about it and he's like no it's it is what it is you know i tried my best with her and i tried to give her all the love that i could at the time and i'm just going to take responsibility for what happened it's not it's not his fault that she cheated he tried his best and like it's just going to go on from there so i was like okay that's a really mature way of looking at it so so yeah i think he's probably not going to be in the best headspace for a while but i think you'll get over it with that mindset you'll get over it tough times you know soonish you know so yeah, bottom line is, bro took responsibility for something that she did, right? And like he has full control over what he's doing now because mm. he took responsibility for it. And I think it's a super mature way of looking at it. And uh, I think you'll be better off for it. Definitely, he, and he was able to separate fault and responsibility. Yeah, which actually leads us to today's word, which is responsibility. Beautiful. So, yeah. So, what is responsibility to you guys? Damn, what my homeboy just did. (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, it's responsibility comes in many different shapes and forms, right? And I think that having, for me personally, having like control over like your actions, what you do and what you say and taking accountability for them Mm. is, I don't know, it's pretty pretty close to my definition of responsibility. I mean, I wouldn't define it, but... I think one word that I got from actually a podcast from Jordan Peterson is that uh, responsibility is the key to a meaningful life because you can't have a meaningful life without having responsibility. And uh, that's one way of saying what responsibility is. And yeah, what about you, Adrian? I think responsibility is a great word because responsibility in some way or another is um, directed towards everything we do in everyday mm-hmm. life, True. every decision we make, every interactions we make with other people, everything we, any way we choose to outline our lives or base our lives upon is based on responsibility, yeah. which is a good word. But in my opinion, responsibility, the best definition that I could come up with that wasn't from Wikipedia or Urban Dictionary, yeah. like we did last time, 
is doing more than what is expected from you and what is expected from others. Hmm. So basically, when you do, because everybody has um, expect. That's all right. That's all right. Get your Everyone word. has expectations towards you. Yeah. And also, you have expectations towards yourself. Yeah. Because if not, you wouldn't do anything. You would be in bed all day. Yeah. Sure. What it, What is it that gets you out of bed? It, you're basically have an inner voice that says you have to get out of bed. Well, not everyone has that, right? But well, we'll we'll get we'll get deeper into that <laughs> <laughs> later in the episode. But, but, uh, but a lot of people, I agree. A lot of people do have a um, certain drive to get them out of bed. Uh, if you want to call that responsibility, then I agree. But uh, sometimes people just need to make ends meet, you know. No, but here's my point: getting out of bed is like an expectancy from other people, and one that most people have within themselves. Mm. But responsibility is going above and beyond that. So responsibility, in my example, would be getting out of bed at 6 a.m. instead of 9. Yeah, sure. Because nobody expects you to get out of bed at 6. Yeah. So that's basically my point. Okay, I will... And, sorry, one last point. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Melvin. And also, when you try your hardest to do the right thing, and that's also a big that's also a big thing because if you look at politicians today or top leaders in the world or uh, executives at large firms or whatever it may be, you may argue that people aren't going out of their way to do the right thing. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that's a reflection of how they are as a person, that they're not taking responsibility, but they're just playing a game that is deprived of it. Yeah. So they're trying to win they're trying to win the game basically. Yeah. So they're playing the game and and it's a fault of the game. Yeah. So those are my definitions. Do you think that's more profit driven and greed driven than like actual responsibility what the game itself the for like top ceos and people that are in charge of these large corporations and stuff well after having spent some time in the corporate world i can definitely say that there's always a bigger fish Mm. that you're working to either replace or impress sure so my argument would be that you're basically within a corporation where you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to that point yeah so if the game is unresponsible, you're going to act accordingly. Yeah. Just look at Africa. That's basically how Africa was made. No, it was deprived. Hey, yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to no, shoot? No, you're shooting but, shots hey, tonight, hey, my no, boys. No, but my, no, this ba, 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 ba. Is, I'm, I'm sympathizing with Africa. Yeah. Because King Leopold of Belgium went over there. He deprived Congo of like trillions of worth in, what was it, uh, um, rubber. Yeah. They had so much rubber in Congo. I think they still do. But back in the day, they had so much more and he went there and he took it all from them because he wanted power and he wanted force. Yeah. It, was a, it was during the imperialism, like the hot, yeah. hot age for imperialism. He went over there, took everything they had basically to play that game yeah. because the importance of him as a person was reflected by the power he was able to yeah. achieve. Sure. And therefore, he decided to go over there and basically murder millions of people yeah. and take all the natural resources. Yeah. I mean, so, there's there's no denying that Africa has been pillaged for thousands of years, and it's. I agree with you. It's like yeah. because of the game, and unfortunately, it just didn't didn't go the way it maybe could have. Definitely. Gotta slow down. First of all, we gotta define what responsibility. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna it's, it's, it's an extreme. It's okay, an extreme. It is an example. extreme. Extreme example. Let's actually define it from the dictionary okay, because perfect. we are all into our own definitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going deep. Africa. This is we're the dictionary. We're the dictionary. We call it the word word dictionary. So I do have two um, dictionary definitions that I got from 
Wikipedia, as I say, now I'm lying, like just Thank on Google. Uh, the first definition is it's the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or, or having control over someone. And the, sec- the second definition I got is it is the state or fact of being accountable or to blame for something. Mm. So I mean, like we, we all have the responsibility to take action on some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But this comes to the topic where you discussed about your friend taking fault or taking the responsibility and not blaming it on anyone. Yeah. So we need to know what's the difference of taking fault and taking responsibility because those are two different terms that people usually confuse. So what's you guys' uh, view on fault and taking responsibility? I Can I take this one? Go ahead. It's a lovely, lovely question. And I think it opens up very nicely because I think we were getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But I think taking f- fault for something is something that was completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. So my friend, for example, he, he, what sh- her actions were not in his control yeah. at all. I mean, unless he was super, um, what do they call it these days? Like toxic, yeah. and like prevented her from going out mm. and having fun. Penn Badgley and you, yeah. pretty much. So it was it was completely out of his control, and I think that's where fault lies. Mm. So if you have no control over something, it's it's not your fault, and you can take fault in that. And then responsibility is something that you have control over in such a way that you can, like your actions can define how the outcome is, you know? At least that's how I see it. I can put it this way, cause let's say your friend, it mm. isn't his fault that his girlfriend cheated on him, right? Mm. But he, he can't, uh, he's not blaming her. Yeah. In a way it's already broken. So if he starts to blame her for cheating, he will get in that uh, little prison, in a little captivity process of like being on the blame. Yeah. And that doesn't help anything. It doesn't help yeah. his heart. It doesn't help his mental state. But taking responsibility to know how to handle the situation, to handle the um, the heartbreak, to handle the pain is is a stewardship he has. It's taking responsibility of what is happening in his life. He's not letting his heart be demolished, even, even though it's painful. He's not letting it be... Uh, like putting him in the prison of like complete blame and fault taking mm. so yeah beautiful I think here's the deal fault and responsibility as you already mentioned is two different things and the fault of others things they do towards you is just an outward project- projection mm. of their values and how they're raised and how they're taught pretty much yeah. it's an outward projection of them as a person the programming that they have received and that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's not even of your business. Yeah. To even try and control that or try and change that. So that's why I think that w- your friend, whatever his name is, <laughs> or we'll leave it undisclosed. <laughs> what he did was a very admirable thing because he he recognized the situation and he looked at it for what it was mm. and he realized that what this girl did is none of my control and it's actually not none of my business. I'm going to stick true to my values and move on. Yeah. So I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with my friend who is undisclosed, but I I know a lot of people in the audience have maybe gone through something similar Mm. or in a similar way. And oftentimes we don't handle those situations very well. I mean, everyone's human after all, right? And we 
we sometimes like react very emotionally to different things and we don't always think rationally about it and i think there's a lot we can learn from from my friend yeah when it comes to responsibility and to continue with uh, the topic of responsibility uh, i'm not sure if you guys believe the same way but i believe that we have a responsibility we have the the value of stewardship to to ourselves to our friends and to the people around us to the world to our countries we have a responsibility to take for example if you see a friend um do something let's say stupid or something that doesn't benefit him in any way it's our responsibility to take action and tell him hey you gotta like step back or hey you gotta mm. do this differently yeah. what do you think do you think it's our responsibility to tell let's say our friend to change or is it our responsibility to ignore it and look with a blind eye what do you guys think about i it? think you definitely have a responsibility to tell your friend if if you think something is not right or maybe they're pushing things a little bit too far not so much as to control their life but definitely to say something or give your two cents because if they if you're good friends and they value your input then maybe they'll take a step back and and be like me oh i didn't i didn't think of that yeah. or i didn't think of it like that um so yes, I, I definitely do think that you need responsibility. Yeah, I agree. And also this situation you just mentioned differs from the one, the story you were telling because mm. when someone cheats, for me, that's bottom line. That can't be fixed. Yeah. Ever. It's broken. Yeah. But your friend is, as we were talking about um, last week, a friendship is in many ways a work in progress. So it's not only your responsibility, but it's your duty to tell him if he's doing something that you think is wrong. Yeah. But but do it you know diligently. Don't <laughs> don't like go and point at everything he's doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like to make fun of these guys for them being late and you know them looking like Michael Jackson and Ricky Gervais. Hey. But <laughs> I don't even know who Ricky Gervais you, is. Wait 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 wait. I have no idea, bro. You don't know who Ricky Gervais is. Am I that I don't know either. Okay, then it's my duty. Okay, it's my duty to you as your friend to tell you, you to. After this episode, you're going to get on the internet and watch Ricky Gervais because he's right. a legend. I shall do that. Yeah. If, tell me in the comments. Wait, do you know who Michael Jackson is? Michael Jackson? Who's Michael Jackson? Who Michael Jackson is? Hey, yo. Okay. No, it's on something tonight. Moving on swiftly, though. Yeah. But look, going back to the topic of responsibility, going to the wider perception of it to the society mm. i mean i think our society has we we need to shine some light to the to the value of responsibility because i think the society has just made responsibility to be a concept mm. because being a concept doesn't mean that people will take uh, action to do it so i think we need to shine light that responsibility is a value that we need to take more seriously mm. because nowadays our generation the older generation and the generation to come going to have like different views on of responsibility and taking responsibility more lightly and more lightly and more lightly so we got to shine light to responsibility here damn there's definitely well many said. things to be said about gen z and we'll get further into that um but actually one thing now that you mentioned it there's one thing i want to mention about persian culture and i think this is very like spread across the middle east in general which i think is very admirable is that and not only Middle East, like I think it's a common thing in Southeast Asia, in the US, I know it's a thing, is that whenever you go out of your house and whichever way you act, whatever you do, you're representing your family, you're representing your family's name and you have to bring honor to that name. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 
that you shouldn't try and be your own person and and all these kind of things but i'm just saying that every time you step out the house mm-hmm. you're representing something that's bigger than yourselves and even like in persian culture you see the guys at the restaurant if there's f- several families coming together and trying to pay um, and trying to pay the bill they never split it they always fight about who's going to pay the bill because they want to be looked at as a family of a family that's generous yeah. so um i think that's one thing that i miss more in our society is that whenever we uh, whenever we go out we we try a lot to act according to how we are being looked at and how we re- represent ourselves which is also good but also sometimes we need to look at the bigger picture yeah which is our family so yeah i mean i think a lot of times the way we grow up is how you view uh responsibility as a value mm. and uh, that, that was excellently put that different cultures have different views on it but i think more so is uh, age generations because mm. many or maybe it's actually not that many years ago but like our granddads or or their fathers they they looked at responsibility in a very different light i mean we look at the wars and stuff i don't mm. think i mean except for everyone that's enrolled in the military we thank you for your service but i think right now if we had to take a draft like let's say world war 3 had to break out and we had to take a draft now like when gg bro yeah most people bro with all the things going on in the world right now yeah. most people would would panic yeah. you know yeah. well, i mean everyone would panic but i mean like in the sense that they would actually get picked to go fight like or or had the responsibility to go fight because a lot of people i know maybe it's just because of the movies and stuff i don't know so much about the history but a, a lot of people in the us if you didn't go fight then you were kind of seen as like a coward yeah a coward and weak and mm. and all of those things and even worse in some countries you were killed yeah like i know germans under world war 2 that didn't fight were killed yeah so i mean imagine now you know with everything going on in the world you got we got all these different kinds of problems but right now if people had to take the responsibility to go and fight it would like it would cause another whole yeah, war. yeah, an, uh, yeah it would be another whole disaster so i don't know it's uh it's tough and i agree i think a generation from now responsibility is almost just going to be like another word in the dictionary yeah. and no one's going to even think about what it means or or how to act about it i remember as a kid i was always like yeah i can't wait till i become an adult where i can do Hell random no. choices <laughs> where i can do like f- have freedom in a way right yeah. to do what as as i wish i have free will but yeah. once you become an adult you're like oh no now i have to take responsibility i have yeah. to decide of my actions what's right what is wrong and 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 to be fair i think responsibility is a power that we have because taking responsibility is is in one sense power that we we are not blaming someone for the fault but we yeah. are taking responsibility so it's like a power a power sign like we're showing off power in mm. taking responsibility in a way because yeah. yeah so for example uh i can ge- bring up the gaming uh theology ah. here so back to card uh. back to card so let's say we are playing let's say playing a video game we're playing cod call of duty and we are pushing a squad and no one wants to like ping a location or where to go or what what to do and 
let's say me as the pro i'm just kidding i'll be like let's go left let's push right let's do this and this this is a power show because you're taking responsibility of the squad yeah so true. i mean in life we gotta take responsibility <laughs> to like can i put this it's true if you if you walk into a room of people people that you don't know and you all you obviously maybe not like a business meeting or whatever because then you're there for yeah. a reason but let's yeah. say you're at some sort of function and you just decide to take the first move or take the first step or or tell people where to go or something like that it, it is a power move it is a power and move. you do and you do hold way more power then because people are like oh okay this guy knows what he's doing mm. where you may have no idea but you took the leap or you you were brave enough to take the leap mm. and and it and it shows definitely and also for that example also that comes down to going against whatever you're feeling in the moment because that's you mean you, like like scared or if you're at a function and anxiety. you don't know anybody there because i know this is like a typical example where your friend is like hey join my function or whatever mm. I'll, I'll meet you there at whatever time and then he's late right yeah and you showed up on not time. me i would never be late no never he's always on time so anyways you show up on time your friend is late and then you stand there and you're going to be scared because you don't know anyone there i, I know that's like most people right yeah Stay in the corner, in the corner on your phone, on your, on your phone, like this, bro. What's the calculator saying today? (laughs) What's the weather like? Can you enter the building? But yeah, like taking responsibility and going against one's fears is, is ultimately, it will make it easier to do it next time. And then if you do it next time, it makes it even easier to do again. Yeah. And then if you've done, when you've done it X amount of times, it's like nothing. It's like walking your dog. So, yeah. But have you guys noticed how this society we stopped? Let's say everybody most people stop taking responsibility of the actions so i think we should dive into the topic of how this system the people the society has stopped taking responsibility of actions that they're doing what's you guys's pink points and uh, opinions on how our generation fails to take responsibility of the actions bro to be honest i i mean i've been thinking about this lately especially with the popularity of reels and tiktok and stuff but it seems, I mean, this is, it's obviously been human psychology for, I don't know, however many hundred years we've been, we've been uh, in this thing. But if you have something negative, if if a hundred people gave you a compliment, okay, ninety nine people gave you a compliment, yeah, and one person came to you and said something negative about your appearance, those other ninety nine things become deleted. Yeah. Not on void. So but you know, we're like we're biologically programmed to remember negative emotions better than positive ones. Why is that? I don't know. I just read it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I read it somewhere. So I don't I, trust me, bro. I, I, d- bro. I, dis- <laughs> I disagree. I think it's because no, but like that's that's how we are programmed. Why? We're programmed. It's nature. From but we can, as humans, we can think, go against nature. We can go against nature. Yes. So I agree with you. I remember those ninety-nine uh, compliments things, yeah. as well. Yeah. But like intrinsically, we're... I disagree. Okay, let's say uh, you order something from Amazon, bro. <laughs> you order something from Amazon. Do you look at the five stars or do you look at the one star? I order we, the five stars. No, we look at the one star, right? Before ordering something, what yeah. do you look at first? The best reviews or the last reviews? Because oh, obviously, the five star reviews are always mm. like, let's say their own company trying to like, you know, 
fake like uh, yeah, uh, yeah, fake, put, yeah like bots and stuff yeah, yeah sure and um or let's say for in friendship your friends will obviously butter you your their friends they're not gonna always tell you negative stuff sure they'll be like oh you look nice today or you smell good and t- mm. maybe you might not be dressed uh, appropriately pr- nah. perfect or you nah, me, i'll be don't. honest with you bro <laughs> or you don't smell that good but i mean they will still butter you and try to make you feel better so i kind of agree with you that we there's there's that sense where we will remember the negatives we will remember the one star reviews on deliveries yeah i remember <laughs> I'll, i'll share a story with you guys i remember this is like 10 years ago i go with my mom we go shopping And I got, like, she bought me a whole new outfit, bro. It was like a new hat, a new jacket, a new scarf. It was in the winter. Yeah, my guy's from Sunnis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> new you pants. mean the winter? That was probably summer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> new pants and, like, the new shoes. I remember the shoes. I was so proud of the shoes. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to school on Monday and, like, show all of my friends my new shoes. Roller right? shoes? The one with the wheel in between. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bro, the uh, rolling. Uh, <laughs> the hating. I'm actually one of the few, one of few Norwegians who never worn those. I've never had a pair of those. Oh, that's I swear down. I swear down. You had the, the lighting ones, right? The, when you stepped, there was like <laughs> yeah. When you stepped, <laughs> there was lights. No, you I just used, I just, sure. I just rollerbladed to school <laughs> instead. Okay, okay. you're lying. No, there was too much snow. <laughs> no, but yeah, I buy a brand new outfit. I have these nice shoes that I really, I really like them. Yeah. I go to school, and then the first thing that happens before the first class at school on Monday. Keep in mind, I love these shoes before this happened. My friend comes over and he doesn't even say hi and he like drops to the floor as if he's collapsing. But I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then he like points at my shoes and screams, what are those? Oh. And the whole class just burst out laughing, Me bro. personally, I wouldn't take that. Sales. <laughs> salesman, bro. That's a salesman. Yeah, that's actually that's... isn't a salesman. No, it's not actually. No, it's not Wrong a salesman. Definition. He's no, a good friend. A Tune into our last podcast to know what a salesman <laughs> is. Yeah. He's, he's not a salesman he's a good friend of mine I love him so damn but yeah I would agree so, with you probably <laughs> you would probably be one of the kids in the corner laughing with him yeah that's true <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm, I'm, I love yeah, you but yeah and I remember for the rest of the day I like thought about how much I hated those shoes <laughs> <laughs> you got home that so, day and you were like nah ma yeah sorry <laughs> these shoes don't fit so well yeah. <laughs> where's, the receipt, yeah. where's the receipt where's the receipt let's I need go to back get some other ones but yeah actually I was able to stick through it I remember a year later, it was a new winter. You took responsibility. I took responsibility. I brought the I brought the shoes out again. Mm-hmm. I wore them with pride, and I never had a water those moment again. Gotta love it. And uh, yeah, made a, made a few good outfits with those shoes. Yes, sir. I don't have them to this day. I think I gave them to like Freytex, but um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, so. yeah. Good. Now some other poor kid is getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> What a dog! <laughs> but coming back to your poor thing, kid. I don't think I think negative. I think negative um, like comments or negative emotions was, I'm no like, what do you even call it? A biologist or something. Someone's, what do you like that studies? Psychology? No. Yeah, psychology. Yeah. Not biologist. I'm trying to say like people that studied like the old, bro, I'm lost for words. Archaeology? No, not bones and stuff. Like old, uh, the evolutionary way. Archaeology. They study bones. No, they study anything historical. Geologists, is it? No. No, geologists is rocks, isn't it? Archaeology are like the guys who dig up stuff. How are we this? Students, yeah, guys. <laughs> no, we're business students. Anyway, the people that study like the evolutionary path, right? Evolutionary. Like Darwin, Darwin's yeah, theory yeah, and all Steve that Harvey. shit. Yeah. I think a Steve negative. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? What? Did you just say Steve Harvey? <laughs> 
<laughs> Steve, I hope you never see. I remember, <laughs> I remember Alfred is a friend of ours. Big up Alfred, by the way. Shout out Alfred. He once said that Melvin looks like Steve Harvey from Wish. No, he made a meme saying that. <laughs> no, he never said it. He made a meme. He made a meme where it's like it was a picture of Melvin, oh. and he and the meme was, "Mom, can we can we have Steve Harvey?" And she's like, "No, we have Steve Harvey at home." <laughs> Bro, you see, these are friends. That's, these are my friends. Bro is. But I take responsibility to, to handle the situation that I know that are my friends oh, and I wouldn't blame them for how they are or what they have in their brains. You're a better man than me, bro. Personally, I wouldn't <laughs> take that. <laughs> anyway, my point is, anyway. let me get this out. There was, it, if you got chased by like whatever tried to eat you back then, right? That was like a negative thing. Or you, you stepped on a massive thorn. It went through your foot. You remember that as like a negative emotion, right? It's a negative pain. And I think that's translated into what you would say is that how we're wired now because not much is trying to hunt us unless you live in like Australia or... Oh man, Australia peeps. Some of our friends or in Sunnis. Australia, bro, they've told me stories. Bro, son has come on, be serious. <laughs> anyway, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe son has... Like there's, there's not much trying to kill us is my point. And I don't, like I think those negative emotions or like negative reinforcements if anyone's burnt their hand on a stove or in the oven you'll know what i'm talking about it's like that's that's kind of like your negative oh maybe i shouldn't do that again type of thing you know and i think that's translated now into negative comments because that's the only thing that really kind of gets to us mm. you know it's what people say or what people think about you yeah and i think that if you have like a slight mind shift, mind, mind, bro, today I cannot speak. Is mind, this dyslexic today? Yeah. M what do you call it? Your mindset. 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 <laughs> if your mindset shifts, then you will be in a, in a, in a better way going forward for sure. Mm, definitely. But also like I, I read a quote from, no, actually I read the book. I read David Goggins' book mm. and all I got out of that was like, don't be a pussy be hard be tough <laughs> which is i mean so, that's 90 percent of the battle bro if you don't yeah. let anything get to you then you like nothing will yeah. you know you, nothing will get you down i watched uh puss in boots puss puss in boots puss in boots what did you get out from puss in boots bro it's a good movie bro. let me I've tell you something it, but it's the new one. yeah oh, i'm excited word. to hear the this 10 one. out of 10 i won't spoil it for you but i'll tell you about this little character i think they called him perro Perito. <laughs> what was the name right? of the dog? No, I don't watch it in Spanish. <laughs> what was the little name of the dog? Perito. Uh, I'm sure it's Perito. It's Perito. And this little dog, bro, life threw everything at this little dog. And he did not let it get to him at all. He just had this positive outlook, this positive mindset about everything. And I promise you, that's the way you got to live your life. Mm, definitely. He just takes responsibility for everything that happens to him. And he just turns like mud into into diamonds bro mm. and i think that's a big mm, fallacy of gen z we're all members of gen z right no i know you're 27 but you're <laughs> not a millennial <laughs> grandfather Wait, what's it what's the limit by the way it's 99 well, I know I 99 is the lot no 2000 is the last one so I'm, yeah we are we're not bro okay but you surround you're yourselves gen z, yeah. i'm okay, a gen bro. z but you guys surround yourselves with yeah, gen z millennials yeah, i think millennials i'm not sure I it's think it's millennials. I think the is the last. For is it? Yes. Okay, but the fallacies, most of the fallacies of the like late millennials accord for, uh, not of the Gen Z also accords for the late millennials. So I think you all can relate to this. We're not generally, not like um, 
directly relate, but I I sat and and I read a few articles before we we met up to do this podcast, mm. and it turns out that according to a study, the study suggests that forty five percent of Gen Zers report that they have good mental health, which means that less than half of all men, uh, Gen Z claims that they have a bad mental health. Jeez. And I was trying to connect the dots, like how can this be related to responsibility, which is today's topic. And my main conclusion was that Gen Z is a, is a generation where each and every individual has to take the least amount of personal responsibility. Yeah. It's like being more and more, it's being more and more accepted to act according to your feelings because yeah. it's more accepted to do whatever you want because you were angry or you were upset or you were frustrated. Yeah. And at the same time, we have so much technology that does all of these responsible tasks for us. Yeah. So we have like we have phones that track us, so all our friends can can see where we are at any given point, so they don't have to message us. We don't have to answer the phone and let them know where we are. And yeah, there's plenty of more examples, but just, those are just a few that I think is do a good you, example. Do you think that's a byproduct of today's like social upbringing and like societal norms? Yeah, definitely, because not only is it more um, politically and socially accepted to act according to one's feelings, but at the same time, we're, we're, it's as if we're trying to look for psychological fallacies within people. If people act in a... If people have unmattering behavior, instead of trying to straighten them, we just go straight to, oh, he's had a hard upbringing. Oh, yeah. he's... <laughs> instead they make excuses yeah exactly than, uh, then take responsibility yeah definitely what's happened i think most people that are well raised were raised with some sort of discipline yeah not necessarily physical yeah i agree but do you see where i'm coming from yeah. so i think it's it's alarming when a study which is done by a major university suggests that 45 percent of gen z is genuinely unhappy yeah you, in you one want of the most happiest times to be alive in all fairness we're so at like a right now imagine living 80 years ago exactly we'd be in the middle of a war yeah exactly no even in, a, like in a, a trench yeah and and this Crazy. is and this is alarming not only because of what i just mentioned but also because um like the the future the future 20 to 30 years um is projected to be a higher is an era of higher technological change than during the industrial revolution yeah to some extent yeah well, I, I don't remember if it's going to be more revolutionary, but it's going to be as um, devastating. as devastating, right? Yeah. So the fact that you have the leading generation, the generation that's going to spend uh, the majority of their adult life within those 20 to 30 years, 45, only 45% of them are genuinely happy with their mental health. Yeah. Don't you think that's alarming? That's, yeah, that's insane, bro. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know... What what are we gonna do? No, to get past that, that's gonna be a major hurdle in the future. Now I was just mentioning how alarming it is that the period we're entering that's gonna have the biggest technological change, where we need we need the generation sharp, we need everyone yeah. ready, and <laughs> we have only forty five percent of us saying that they're that mentally mentally happy, happy and content. And don't get me wrong, happy isn't always a good thing. Because happy also brings um, complacency to some extent. I agree. But don't you think that, I mean, those 45% of people that are struggling mentally. That's 55. 55%, 55%. of people. Wow. 
55% of people that are struggling mentally, don't you think like they are complacent? I think that's one of the reasons that they're upset. Yeah, probably. Because a lot of people, I saw a video the other day, actually, there was a guy um, complaining that the US is like a third world. And growing up in a third world country, like the US is so far ahead of us that it's like it's not even comparable and i think a lot of people just forget what a lot of people on this planet live like you mm. know and it's not like the u.s in many aspects and i think it just takes sometimes a little bit of grounding because most people are self-diagnosed these days right yeah. a lot of people say like oh my crush doesn't like me or whatever like i'm i'm depressed or you know and a lot of people just self-diagnose these things and i think that becomes a huge issue when you just let that run for a prolonged period of time and uh, to answer or to add to your fact i don't know what we're going to do in the future i don't know how you snap an entire generation out of being almost self-sabotaging because mm. i think it is because if you if you yourself are unhappy within your mind you you don't live a fulfilling life. Yeah. If you think that everything is is trying to bring you down and everything is trying to make you sad, you're not going to live a fulfilled life. Mm. And I think the only way to change that or shift that is is through a mindset change. I agree with the mindset change, but also I would argue that it comes that education comes into the picture. Yeah, and actions. And I'm actually genuinely disappointed with the people running I, c I can't speak for the rest of the world, but at least the people running this country because it, they just put so little emphasis on the importance of good mental health, yeah. like one's individual mental health. And they put all this emphasis on how we should work out, you know, um, be physically capable and oh, eat healthy. Though? And Yeah, they do here. Okay. To some extent, at least they make the efforts. Okay. They teach okay. us in school, like yeah. how important it is. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Schools and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But my point is that I feel, especially in this country, like the only metrics of success is if you look good and if you earn a lot of money. Yeah, oh, it's like that in most places. Yeah, and Gen Z is probably the generation that looks the best and earns the most money. Yeah, and Gen Z is the most unhappy. Uh, it's the most unhappy. Uh, what's generation. it called? Generation. Yeah. Sorry, of all time. Yeah, and we actually drink less than other generations. We do less drugs. So that's impressive. Yeah. So do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's to me it's like genuinely alarming. Gen think, Z is the future and we're failing in so many ways. Yeah. Well, I think I think like two things. Your the topic of uh you got to be healthy and you got to eat well and the, and you got to be physically capable that they teach in schools. That's it's not a taboo subject, although maybe some would argue that it is these days because if you mm. tell someone that you need to be fit or you need to try to be healthy, then you're a bad person or you're fat phobic or whatever. And I think the reason that mental health is, is not spoken about is because it's a taboo topic and people don't want to open up with, a lot of people don't want to open up with how they feel or, or want to talk to someone about it, you know, and they don't want to be honest about those things. Could you imagine in school if they had like a, a, a mental health day where you got to sit in a room and you <laughs> Hi, my name is. And, and yeah, like literally, because I mean, how else, other, other than that, if you got a one-on-one -on -one 
a therapist that would take the entire school year. No, but here's we, we it. Here's have, we do that. Have, we have that at school at BI. For yeah, example, but we do have a coffee hour that we don't attend. So I mean, we do have. Uh, I mean, we have been to coffee hour. Yeah, we have. But uh, that's not my point. Is like you need a professional because. I mean, there are professionals there, but we don't go to them. Yeah, there are like three counselors over there who are yeah, there to listen. Counselors, to. but they're not. They're not. Um, yeah professional there's a counselor there's a priest and there's uh, another trained professional what what i'm saying is a lot of of people are not are not open to just talking to a random person Mm. Mm. right you would have to create some sort of trust layer and then you've got to be able to vocally express your feelings to this person and you you need to explain yourself because you can't condense someone's life into one hour you know Mm. it takes many sessions to get through that yeah well but i also think that that's a a major issue of our society is that whenever someone has a fallacy or something's wrong we just say oh go talk to a psychologist yeah i agree a psychologist is not gonna do anything i do agree okay yeah a psychologist may you know when you take medicine that lingers the pain for two hours Mm. that's basically what it is yeah because you sit there and you basically feel sorry for yourself for a few hours or a few minutes or whatever yeah. And then you get told, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Maybe you can try this. Maybe go for a walk. Maybe yeah. go to the gym. Maybe. No, they read, won't tell you to go to the gym. They won't more, tell you that. Read more. Yeah. Read more. Spend more, more, more time with friends, which is nice. I mean, yeah. but those are like, that's just logical, yeah. you know? It's cookie cutter information. Yeah. I agree. My point was, is that like in schools, you have gym class. Yeah. Or And uh, when they sell food, it's generally healthier. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of promoting those things. They don't promote things like... Um, maybe you should check in on your friends and see how they're doing or maybe you should you should like see how you yourself are doing you know i'm not necessarily saying like everybody should have a a therapist that they go see Mm. at school or outside school whatever because i agree i think a lot of it's cookie cutter information and i think doing things and like actions change yeah or change how you see things basically in school where graded on two in two different ways at least here in norway so the one is grades which you get a number between one to six in each course Mm. and also you get a behavior grade but the behavior grade only has a spectrum of good or bad oh well whereas the the number like behavior is in the way you behave yeah basically you'll you'll get downgraded if you don't deliver enough assignments or if you I don't know if you do something bad, you go around hit people or whatever it is. Wow! But throughout my three years in high school, I never heard of anyone that got a bad grade. Okay. And I knew a lot of shitty people in high school. Okay. <laughs> so my point was basically that they, I feel like they, like the institutions don't emphasize the importance of res- uh, of personal responsibility enough. Yeah. And also bringing it back to when we talked about psychologists, is mm. like a psych- psychologist will sit and tell you that will basically teach you how to feel sorry for yourself yeah. to some extent because that's basically what it is. Whereas he will never say, go to the gym. He will never say, take responsibility. Take responsibility. Try and look at whatever has happened and just go, okay, fuck it. It's happened. It's in yeah. the past. What can I do to put myself in the best possible position going forward? Yeah. Make the best chess move as a certain man uh, likes to talk about. We no. won't get into him. But um, but yeah. he should have taken personal responsibility yeah, he should definitely, from, from yeah. the beginning. He should have taken responsibility, and that's also something we can. We I can mean, touch. a lot of large corporations and stuff should have, or should take responsibility for the things that they do, but don't. I mean, for example, Balenciaga. Do you guys remember how they posted oh. crazy uh, pics of like children in 
in outfits that don't, wait don't say the full thing yeah, i don't know crazy so what were the i i'm not posted on that what happened there were very horrible photos and posts about young children doing things that they shouldn't be doing it's as, like as in yeah. uh, we can't say we can't YouTube. say because of uh youtube podcast I mean, okay is, yeah it was horrible <laughs> and i, I don't think you can find it now they deleted yeah, the stuff it's, and it's you can find it on twitter obviously but i mean it's pictures that they took and put it as fashion but it's yeah. actually fashion because it's a kids involved in it mm. so but they never actually apologized for that did they i think they did oh, they really? posted on instagram on a public apology and deleted everything from their instagram it was actually pretty bare until recently where i saw new posts uh, actually i found uh, the new post to uh, a post of kanye west that he posted a picture uh, of balenciaga no. And they posted a new winter outfit edition, and uh, now they're back in the business again. Yeah, they're back to nothing. So the apology didn't mean anything. They didn't take responsibility for what they did, and they just carried on business as usual. I think that's the problem mm. with what's going on today. And also, people don't recognize like how much influence they have. Oh, huge! Balenciaga. How many does Balenciaga have? Millions, on? like it's. Bro, yeah, I think I mean, that is that's ludicrous to me. I mean, the highest or uh, like the m- people with the most views, followers, subscribers and the f- with the most gatherings always have the most negative impact on people. Mm. Not everybody, but I mean, like it's crazy how the biggest organizations have like a big impact to our generation. And obviously, I wouldn't consider us as sheep, but we follow what yeah. big people do, especially fashion and stuff. Yeah. But, it, but is that is that a fault of them? Or is it a fault of our society? Because our society values money and status so much. So basically, what they're being told is that if you get to a certain point, you're allowed to do whatever you yeah. want. That's why you have football players uh, sexually abusing their girlfriends at 19. Yeah, and, the, and nothing happens to them. Exactly. Because they can just pay themselves out. Or things do happen. It does happen at times. But I think it depends who you know. Like, Epstein didn't kill himself. You know? And if you have money and status, you know more pe- more important people, exactly. right? Exactly. So I think, it, uh, yeah. That's why we're going to go back to the part where I said it previously is like highlighting and bringing light back to the value of responsibility yeah. and uh, removing it of it being just a concept that we know of. Mm. We need to know like, it is a value that we need to follow because values are like we, we earn values by practicing them. We just don't... Yeah. Uh, get values by oh i read it meaning of what 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 uh, responsibility is let me try doing it now it's once you stepped out of your your parents house you moved out there begins your responsibility once you step out of your parents house when you're kids you portray how in let's say my culture you portray how your family's teaching you so Mm. whenever you go out you're portraying your family wherever you walk you go into the store you go you go gamble, you go get drunk at parties, you're all portraying your family, mm. uh, for instance, as yeah. a kid, as a teenager in, let's say, African culture. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually, I want to I mention um, an example. I saw a top CEO, top Norwegian CEO. He posted on LinkedIn. He said, you know, when you go to the airport, you go through security and you have all these people just leaving their boxes. You know the boxes you take through the machines, right? Yeah, yeah. and they don't put them. Th- yeah, they just leave them there. Nuts, and then bro. when you when you show up, like your stuff won't even come through because there's Yo, so many boxes, boxes in the way. Yeah. yeah, the CEO said, "I wish I could have this as part of my job interview when I hire executives." Yeah, like do you stack the thing? Yeah, bro. I swear, every time I go through airport security, I'm there like. 
Exactly. The whole way, right? You got to get all of those things out the way. 